want dough. I'm living every day like a hustle. Another drug to juggle. Another day, another struggle. I don't want to live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. I'm living every day like a hustle. Another drug to juggle. Another day, another struggle. A little bit of biggie to start the show. Everyday struggle and welcome to the Awkward Menage podcast. It's your girl here in the board, and today we are going to talk about ways we can, you know, kind of ease that everyday struggle some of us see, especially with it being a new year and, uh, you know, new year, new me type thing. We always go through every new year. So why not make sure we have the tools that we need to see that success? Uh, today, to discuss this topic with me, I have some wonderful guests. First up, I will go ahead and introduce the very wonderful, the very sexy and sensual poet, Ray Monet, author, mother, freaking Wonder Woman over there. <laughs> you want to say hi to the people? What's going on, folks? It's me, poet Ray Monet. As you guys know, just say a lovely little sex educator in the veil of a poet. Happy to be here. <laughs> Yay, always happy to have you. And then we have also with us, new to Awkward Menage, uh, Seth the Speaker. He is a wonderful, wonderful speaker. He has a podcast and show where they talk about very real issues. And, you know, it's not a lot of back and forth banter about the problem. They actually try to discuss some solutions. And he has written a very awesome book. The Black Collar Mindset. I did buy it. I started reading it. I haven't finished it, but it was like, what, midnight one day? And I, I, I was like, hey, he's going to be on the show. Let me go ahead and read this book. And I'm just sitting there and I'm reading it. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I know that. I need to hear that again. So it, it was very refreshing, a very easy read. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say hello to the people. All right. Hey, how you doing? What up, though? I see that Detroit in the back. That's my home. Detroit. Yes, yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be on the uh, Awkward Menage. This is dope. And um, yeah, I'm just here. And it, you know, it's funny that um, I get coined being a, a, a speaker and all that, but I really don't like to talk too much. I just like to <laughs> drop little gems and walk away if it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> So, but no, again, thank you for having me on. Yeah, you are more than welcome. And thank you for uh, answering that call when I said, hey, I need a guest. <laughs> I do appreciate that. And it sounds like you kind of started out where I was. I, I didn't like to speak. You know, I have ideas. I like to write. I love writing. Um, I like giving other people ideas. But when I started this podcast thing, they were, I wanted to do all the background stuff and my co-hosts are like, no, there's no way you're going to bring us together and not be on the show and use your voice. And so here I am getting better little, little by little, you know, like uh, Dr. Bob said, you got to take baby steps. Mm -hmm. Was it Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Bob. What about Bob? I don't know. Hey, D4. Well, I'm pretty can sure. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going down there? Great. Great. How's everybody? We're going good. Going good. Good. We call him colored people time, man, because he always like never on time. Don't know why it's hard. <laughs> Host and creator of Social Insecurity, the show. Wanna say anything else to the people, to our guests, Miss Ray Monet and Seth? Come on now. Uh, there's a million things to say. Where do you want us to start? 
what are you guys working on right now? What's current for you? Um, too many things. Um, I, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, no, no, no. You know me. I'm, yeah. always, <laughs> I'm not just working on one thing. I'm always working on multiple things at one time. Um, I like to procrastinate by working on other things. So <laughs> that's how I get stuff done. But I just put out this book, Expose Your Inner Diva. That is uh, a wonderful workbook of mine. It's got lots of great, great stuff inside. And that's come out um, just this past December. And I'm literally like formatting the pages right now for a new book, um, Happy Poems for Healing Hearts, or excuse me, Happy Poems for Healing Hearts. And that's going to be um, coming out in February. Um, and that is another collection of, um, you know, e erotic emotional poetry um, that is kind of a companion to Hurt Poems for Hurt People. Um, so that's really great. Then, um, of course, not only am I doing podcasts with wonderful folks like yourself, but I've also got um, this awesome event that's coming up February 13th, and that is called For Couples Only. And um, it is amazing. This is my attempt to kind of bring sex ed directly to the people. So what we do is we have three um, experts, like, you know, professionals, like people with PhDs and like, or who like live and work in the sex, like, area every day okay and these are the people who are coming to talk to you and teach you about like topics so we've got um for february uh intro to edging intro to orgasms and intro to toys and then we have a sword swallower a burlesque dancer comedians erotic poetry like food and drinks and like all of this crazy stuff it is going to be such an amazing time and we're almost sold out um, we only have five tickets left. Um, so besides me going crazy with trying to do this book and like trying to raise a baby. Oh yeah. A toddler who is three, like girl, that's a whole other thing. It's like, a lot. I know. <laughs> I have a different episode. Yeah, chapter things and like still trying to like, and oh, I have a homeless sex ed initiative that I'm starting. Um, as well. So I'm also working on that right now um, because that's in prep. We're hoping to do that in March. Um, so that's going to take a lot of work to get started. And I, I'm really, really excited about all of the awesome, awesome opportunities that are coming this year. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very excited. And like I said, fucking busy. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. 2021, they say it's the year of opportunity, the year of growth, the year of everything. So definitely. And I'm I'm a little upset. I, I follow all of your social media. I've seen the Ask Racine show you've been working on. Um, and I, I did not see the book. So I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I would. Oh, no, no, no. That is, that, that, is not, that is not your fault. I have okay. been doing all of this other stuff. I've barely been promoting this book. Um, okay. and, and I just got my physical copy literally like two days ago. Okay. Um, okay. So like, so this is, it's very, very like new. And again, I've been so busy that I've been kind of dropping the ball on that. Um, so expect to see more of those ads. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. No, I, I understand. Hey, I'm trying to get back to the basics with this podcasting. I used to do teasers and custom photos for every episode but then life and work and then COVID <laughs> happened on top of that so some places we have to 
pick and choose where we need to kind of take a step back and fo- refocus our attention, depending on where we're trying to go and what we're trying to do. So I, I definitely do understand that. Um, so Seth, what's, uh, what's going on with you? Anything up and coming? Any new books up and coming? Anything going well, on? Well, you know, like we was talking a little earlier about um, my next book, it's called the, it's the second part of the Black Collar Mindset but it will be called Black Collar Mindset, Volume 2, The Speed of Passion. However, I don't want to diversify too much of my energy. So one thing I'm doing is, or have done, was created a network on Roku and Amazon Fire of the Lions Pride Network, where we have other content creators like yourself on there getting their information out to the world, their passion, their energy, their everything, their love. And the channel has the potential to reach over 160 million individuals on demand at one time. So that's good. That's real good. Um, So let's see. So we have my show, The Lion's Den with Seth, and my other show, The Sanity Check with my co-host. And we have uh, comedian uh, comics on that have their own platform, and even uh, all females pat, uh, podcasts, single female. It's, it's going to be nice, and so working with some cartoonists and fitness specialists, where you can just see different things, different things to work out on, or whatever. And then also um, a cook right now, so we're, we're really cooking that, if you will, getting that situated. And okay, so so like you might be already working on some of the things I'm trying to work on myself over here. Nice, what you, nice. what you trying to work nice. on? Shoot, the fitness. I want to host, a, um, I have an idea for a TV show for like YouTube because I feel like we need more black TV, like real black TV, not just little kids running around playing with toys and video games. Let's have some morals and some lessons. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in that room. <laughs> and the thing is, that's what the network is for. Like individuals can still put, you know, their content on YouTube, if you will. However, with the network, you're able to hone in and have an authority that a person on YouTube would not have had, right? Because you can welcome and if not welcome, but you can create your own, um, I guess, your own, not just your own content, but your own sponsors, right? You can have specific individuals that you want to be on it. And think about it. You can get sponsorship right now versus on Facebook. You have to get so many thousands of sponsors. I mean, not sponsors, but subscribers and clicks and all this other stuff. But when you are on a network, you say, hey, you can go right here and watch me anytime you want. It's a little different, you see? So right, I, right. Definitely. I want to give our our content creators an opportunity because if you think about it, not podcast, but um, YouTube starting to get a little bit saturated, and so you have to get individuals to watch you on YouTube. Whereas on a network, let's say I'm there, and and so we have one network that not network, but um, show there, their audience can see that you're available, right? And then they can watch everybody else's and then your audience, you know what I mean? It's more euphoric than just YouTube. Hey, watch me, watch me, watch me. Right, type. right. Yeah. So working on that and also running for city alderman 
in the state, hey. right? Because again, representation is real. And um, I don't see a reason for me being a man, not being able to do what uh, the rest that I can do while I'm around instead of sitting back. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, and that's what everybody keeps saying. You should run for public office. And I'm like, why? Well, you get all of us together to talk about stuff on this show. Why not do it somewhere else? So thinking about it, maybe one day uh, moving back home and starting there and, you know, working my way to the rest of the world. But I definitely commend you for that. That is that is awesome. And that's one of the biggest things I say. We need to stop talking and start moving. And hey, if you have the skills, you have the talent, you have the mindset, definitely go for those offices. We need more of us in those those uh, in those positions. Uh, D4, are you there? You want to talk about your show and anything you have coming up for that? Yeah. So in regards to my show, everybody, first off, follow me at Social Insecurity the Show. That's all one word: Social Insecurity the Show on IG and on Facebook and on YouTube, all the same, all one word. Uh, working on the working on the up and coming season two of the show, um, it, while while also working with Nabor here on Aquamanize podcast. Um, and right now I got YouTube videos that are like coming out ever so often to kind of keep a flow between my actual audio records and, you know, like just just having like a visual for people to see my face and, you know, get a, get a uh, visual of the, of the madness that I had to bring. Yeah, that's about it though. Not, not too spectacular, but trust me, it, it's about to get live. The turn up is about to be real. All right. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely say that. I mean, we have a new president in office. A lot of people have a lot of hope <laughs> I hope, you know, it works out. And, you know, a lot of us start to be able to just grow and get ahead a little bit with um, not just ourselves backing us and our families, but, you know, our actual government backing us. It would, it would definitely be nice. It would be a nice thing to see. So the topic, goals and success. Goals and success. Does anybody want to say anything about what a goal is? Do I need to, you think we need to define that? Should we break that down? Or you think we pretty, we pretty much there. We don't got this. <laughs> Start at that point. No, it's all good. It's all good. So your question is, how do you define it? Or because I think we understand what a goal is, but what was the second part? I'm sorry. Yeah. What, what was the second part of the question? So goals, goals. Um, so if we don't need to define it, then let me just, let's just jump in and ask, what are some ways we can stay on track with them? Like we make goals, but how do we achieve those goals? How do we make sure we can stay on point, do what we need to do and, and get to the success part of it so we can see, you know, yeah. the fruits of our labor. Well, here, I'll start on that just to get it out the way, because that's what I help individuals do with accountability coaching. I would say your goals should be SMART. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never heard that before, that stands for, that's an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, obtainable, realistic, and time-bound. 
if that makes sense, right? But mm -hmm. I think that's the best way you can, you know, achieve your goal. Is it specific? A lot of times people say they want to do things, but they don't really know how to articulate what that is that they want to do. Is it measurable, right? Is like, how long is, do you want to spend that much time, energy into that goal? And then obtainable, is it even something that you can do physically, mentally? All right. Is it truly obtainable? And within that time frame, realistic speaks for itself. Is it realistic? Like, do you want to go to NBA or do you want to be a rapper at the age of 45? Is that really realistic to you to be uh, and, and to receive, let's say, a Grammy? It's probably not realistic. And the time bound. You, right. So how do you hold yourself accountable with that? So that's what I would say about those goals. Person. Okay, so that's and one thing you said there. That's one thing I've always heard that um, I've never heard the SMART acronym. That's a first. Definitely going to keep on holding on to that one. But the measurable and obtainable part, um, I've had so many job trainings, just life trainings, read so many books. Um, and I've heard that a lot. They have to be measurable and obtainable. Yes. Um, can you break that down a little bit? How do we, what, what is measurable and, and how do we ensure we obtain it? Because I feel like sometimes a lot of people can get those delusions of grandeur and they, they, their dreams are so big. Like you said, they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't know what to do. So what, what advice would you give someone just starting out the gate? Hey, I want to start a show, want to eventually be on a network, how, what would be those steps that you would suggest? Or Well, what I would say to them is I, I wouldn't tell them anything outright. I would just ask them specific questions. And the first question would be, why do you want to do that? Right? Because if you cannot understand why you want to do it, your intent will not be pure. So they may be let's say, uh, attracted to the results of what someone is doing. And they think that, okay, maybe I want to do what they're doing to get that result. And that may not be in line. So that would be one of the first things. Like I said, if you want to have a podcast, do you have something to say, right? Because it's a difference. People can just say something, and but then other individuals have something to say. And then do you understand the power of your words? So before I would tell individuals what to do, I, was, I will ask them those specific questions. And then that can help to either direct them more laser focus into what they want to do, or they realize that's really not what they want to do. So that's what I would say. Okay. Ray, do you have uh, anything to add to that? Um, I am like a you know, just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creative, so I'm weird, and I, <laughs> and I'm a lot of, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's always along, like, the regular line of thinking, I suppose, um, but I do absolutely agree with the SMART acronym um, that, you know, they, it, it, it's, it's an absolute, it's something that has to happen, and <laughs> when I was younger, no, seriously, when I was younger, um, I, you know, I was I, like, I, I always knew what I wanted to do. Okay. But I was very up in the air about it. 
Um, I, I was very just like, oh, it would be nice if like, oh, I wasn't committed to what I wanted to do yet. And because I wanted, uh, because I wasn't committed, I couldn't make measurable goals. I couldn't make attainable goals because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to attain. Okay. Um, so I have, you know, a few cousins who are like right now kind of in this area of like, you know, about to leave high school and get into college and kind of start to figure their lives out. Um, so what I've been telling them is to like, you know, dream big, like dream as big as you can dream, right? Like have the biggest dream, like, and I mean, dream everything, everything, see everything, not just what job you have, see what lifestyle you have, you know, what does it look like for, um, you know, your family, you know, what does your spouse, you know, what kind of spouse you imagine all of that stuff like what it could be if it was the best thing ever imagine that and then backtrack right backtrack from the top so um joe biden i want to be president okay how do you get there like what's the stuff that you have to do look up the requirements boom that stuff goes on your list okay you got to be smart okay college boom that goes on your list you know what i'm saying and then backtrack and then there you go. Now you have now you have a, a list of goals that's going to take you directly to your top goal, right? And all you have to do is keep working that plan, okay? And even when things go sideways and it seems like, oh, this one opportunity, okay, that one opportunity didn't work out. Guess what? There are other opportunities and there are other ways to get to the top, okay? So what you do is you find other ways to get yourself back on the plan. Like, that's, that's the easiest way that I can say um, it, it, you know, it doesn't always involve, um, uh, it doesn't always involve, um, you know, specifics like you would want them to, um, but maybe measurable to you is um, instead of a C, I get a B this semester. That's measurable. It's change that you can see um, instead of, um, oh, I, I'm going to start a podcast. No, I'm going to start a podcast and I have a goal to reach um, 100 listeners, you know, or, you know, maybe it's, okay, I want to, I want to be an actress. I might not make it to the silver screen yet, but God damn it, I can do this community play, you know? So it, it's, it's just taking small steps to kind of get to where you're going. Okay. Yeah, I will definitely say that I have seen that put that in action myself um those little small baby steps definitely have to take those and just um stay consistent you know yes you yeah. have to stay consistent I think consistency is key but um yeah okay measurable we want to just ensure that we can see what we're doing so if we want to set that goal move up from there um i would definitely agree with that one is there um anything else because i know you said dream big dream big you know and i definitely do agree with that dream big but then i also agree with what seth said as well as you know you want to be kobe bryant you want to be lebron james you want to be the biggest rapper alive and and make all the money but is that really realistic how can we make sure, because, you know, it's easy to become a rapper. It's easy to start a podcast, but is that realistic for us? 
Now, I think that it's totally realistic. And I think that it all depends on what your definition of success is. Okay. We all know what a goal is. We all can agree that a goal is the same thing, but I think everybody has a totally different definition of success. Um, So while you might want to be the biggest rapper, you can feel like the biggest rapper in your community while having the house and the job and you know what I'm saying? And all of those other things that you want. Okay. Nine times out of 10, when people say they want to be the biggest rapper, I bet that, um, God, I don't know any rappers. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I bet that some, you know, C-level rapper who has just a little, you know, taste of fame thinks that he is the man, okay? You know what I'm saying. It doesn't matter who you thought of in your head. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that dude thinks that he's the man, okay? He thinks that he has reached his level of success. That's what matters is where your goal you. is placed. Well, so, I, I agree to a degree. Um, I want to say that in one of the things that you need to have when if you have a goal is to connect with someone that has been there. Okay, not necessarily listen to people that haven't that's going to try to talk you out of it. Right. And trying to reflect their insecurities on you. But someone that says, hey, I've been around, I've seen this and this is how you can get there. Then that person can slow that person's uh, that aspiring rapper's role down and say, hey, you need to understand here's your point A and here's your point B. Right now, you may want to be the baddest rapper ever, but you can't rap or you're too old. You get what I mean? How about looking at other things so this individual can be successful in the rap game but if they're not realistic and a have a coach but most importantly be coachable and be mentor ready then someone can teach you something but if they think they're going to be the baddest rapper but they only want but they can only be the man in their in their uh, the man or woman in their area someone needs to be able to have that come to Jesus meeting with them and say, hey, sit down a little bit, you know, listen to, you know, your elders, if you will. Right, right. You need to uh, maybe reconsider some things. Yeah. And I definitely think it's important for us all to have those, um, those people in our corner who are willing to keep it real with us and say, don't rock with this or yeah, go ahead and rock with that. That's definitely important. Um, So the next question that I had was, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Before we get into the next question, because I, I what Seth's saying is completely 100% valid. Um, and I think that we are also looking at it maybe from, um, perhaps from a point of, of different, uh, different age points, I guess. Because I, I think in my mind, I'm still thinking about, you know, the, the cousins and the, the nieces and the nephews and the young ones that still have opportunities, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and chances and stuff like that. And, and when you're talking about realistic, you know, realistic goals, um, you know, and, and, I, and I really want to kind of stray away from, from, you know, the, like the whole, like the rap game and the athletes and, and you know, that kind of thing, because I think that, um, you know, as we all get older, that we all like, right, we all kind of like slightly adjust our plans. Like, I, I think we all kind of do that a little bit, right? Um, and I think that it would, it's really interesting rather um, to take a look at 
how shifting, you know, just again, shifting by just a little bit, how that can lead still again, you know, kind of to that success, to that path that you're looking for of this, of this happiness, of this completeness. Um, you know, that you want. So maybe if you're not, uh, if you're, if, damn it, still back on the rap. Um, if you're, <laughs> if you're, maybe if you're not the rapper, maybe you're the writer, maybe you're the producer, maybe you're the, I don't know, all of the positions in the rap game. Okay. But y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. And please, can we right. can, please steer me away from this, this topic so that I can talk about an analogy that I know something about yeah you know what i think i just <laughs> i just automatically go to rap because i love music <laughs> we play music on this i don't know why that's always the easiest example <laughs> I, i'm not sure um but yeah that brings us to our um my next question which is um Okay, so I always hear a lot about the self-made millionaire, self-made businessman. I climbed to the top myself. I did it all by myself. When I first started, I had no team and now look at me. So how important is it? Because on the flip, I always hear, you know, you got to have a team. You got to have those people to work with. You have to have, you know, this, you got to have that. Is it really that important when you're starting out to have a team? Should we be worried about, building a team and a network of people to support us, to finance us, whatever we need, or should we just jump in and go for it and then just kind of grow on our own? Like what, what do we do there? Before we get into that, um, where'd you get that card of your from? Russell Simmons? Say what now? The boy, where'd you get that card again from? Russell Simmons? That, you're looking rather prestige right there. Why, thank you. I don't remember where I got this from, but yeah, I love it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Time <laughs> Russell Simmons. Okay, that's cool. Go ahead, y'all. <laughs> so, so basically, you, you asked that question about the, the individuals, right? So what I would say is, or well, first I'll start off with this, with that African proverb. You can get there by yourself fast, but you can get further with people or with your village, with your community. So I think you, in order to have a team of individuals to take you to where you wanna go, first you need to have vision and they have to be able to share that vision. So in, in my book, The Black Collar Mindset, it's a section in there that says, not everybody in your boat is rowing. And what that means ah, yes. <laughs> is you need to be cognizant of the individuals that you have in your boat. You may have individuals in there rowing backwards, right? And then you may have individuals in there silently drilling holes in it, but they're your friends, right? So in order to have that team, everybody needs to know where the destination is. Everybody know, need to know how to communicate it to the other person, being able to share information being able to share um, just a common goal, right? And their common goal is your destination. So you need to make sure those individuals that's in the boat understand they roll. And then you know the role in their boat, all right? And if you are not willing to roll in their direction, jump out the boat. Don't waste their time because you wouldn't want someone wasting yours. So that's what I would say about having a team and people working with you. 
Yeah, I remember uh, <laughs> that was one of the points I got to when I was reading your book. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> Definitely want to make sure that the that you are on the same page and, you know, you're able to communicate what you want and what you don't want. Um, it, it takes me to one of our other hosts, Project Logic, who is not with us today, but he's always saying that, you know, you always have to have that line and have that understanding with people of who you are what you will stand for and what you won't stand for. Because if you don't create those guidelines, you don't create those boundaries, people will take, you know, they will take advantage of you. And like you said, they'll drill those holes in your boat. They'll, they'll lead you astray for sure. Um, anyone else have anything to, to add to what Seth said or any other perspectives? I mean, I feel like he's, pretty right on. Um, you know, I, I definitely spent a, a good portion of time, um, like working alone and being alone and doing everything alone. Um, and there is a, um, a part of me, especially in 2020, um, where I had to, um, you know, I just, I, I, it came to the point where I couldn't do it alone anymore. Um, that the tasks were getting so large, that things were, were becoming so massive that I really had to kind of take a moment and say, okay, um, I need to be able to, you know, kind of pass these things off. And Seth is totally right. You need to pass them to people who are going to have your back, who are going to give you constructive criticism, um, which I think is really important, the constructive part, because you have a lot of people in your life who will, you know, just say, okay, well, I don't think you can do that, or I don't think that's going to work, and they just leave it there, but then you have other people who will come along and say, I don't think that might work because of this, and I think that this might be the fix for it, you know, so they're the people who are bringing you solutions instead of the people who are kind of, um, you know, just leaving you with, with more problems and more questions. Um, so I, I think that that's a really good way also to kind of suss out the people who, um, you know, are a little more there for you than the people who aren't. Yeah, that can be a hard one. And that is very true. Even with myself and, you know, my journey through life it was it was always that going back to or sometimes giving people what I would like to say a little too many chances you know because they're this person or you know they're family you want to look out for family so we, <laughs> yeah we definitely have to start looking at ourselves and what's best for ourselves and then you know not saying you have to completely cut people off depending you know on the relationship but just realizing what role that person plays in your life or in your business or you know with whatever you have going on and if you know they don't serve you then I mean listen be okay um, to do that make I those serve uh, those ties I, I love my mama to death but I I can't um tell her about all of my plans um because you know I mean you know sometimes she's like uh I don't think that's gonna work or you know uh, do you think that's the best thing or uh, like, you know, you, you know, some people just give you the face like, uh, and it's just, 
and it just takes the wind out of your sails. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, yeah, so at this point, I kind of just tell her like the day stuff is happening. Um, like, oh, I dropped a new book today, mom. Great. That's out. You know? Um, hey, I'm gonna, you know, it's not, I'm gonna do this thing. Hey, it's, I did this thing. Like it's, let me tell you when it's over and you can say what you like, but it's done now. Yeah. And that's always something I've heard as well. Never tell people, you know, it's okay to tell certain people, but you don't want to tell everybody your plans. Cause you know, like you said, they'll, they'll kill it. They'll dead it before it even gets a chance to come up out of the water. Um, so definitely move in silence. But the most important thing is to, to move. And then when it's done, Hey, let people know, Hey, like you said, check it out. It's done. Or, or, or and if you don't mind, I'll like, yeah, that. go ahead. So the thing is, I personally, I would encourage an individual not to always move because the thing is, is that you're on your road. You just, they need to move or not necessarily they need to move, but you have to be aware of the way they move and how they move. So for example, you may know that there's an individual that every time you talk to them, they are energy drainers. They drain your energy or they're either always complaining energy talking. vampire right energy, <laughs> right so so now i'm gonna take you somewhere with that now if you know anything about vampires how do they come into your home you have to invite them in there you go so like she said you have to invite them in so you have to understand that certain individuals as far as their energy should not be allowed in wherever it is that you're trying to go either your home or your heart or even your mind you see what i'm saying so you have to figuratively wrap that scarf around your neck and 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 move and stay on the road that you need to be on not necessarily avoiding them just know who are your spiritual vampires so that's what i'll say about that yeah i would definitely uh wholeheartedly agree with that um and when i was speaking of movement i I meant for self just you know whatever you're trying to do move on it make it action don't just sit around and talk all day um yeah that's uh very important so (laughs) was it was someone about to say something i thought i heard a no okay (sighs) ah success goals it's 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 a lot. And I think, um, like Ray said, um, it's definitely a good idea to make sure that you determine success for yourself and not living off of someone else's standard of success. Because when we do that, it, it just makes things harder. Sometimes you never really can say you're successful because you haven't reached the level that you've deemed you should reach based on someone else's level. Um, Now, I I will say this, there was this book I've read, um, The Why of Work, and I absolutely love that book. It's about um, how to build profitable, successful, and just organizations, not only your consumers love, but your employees love as well. And one of the things in that book uh, that it talked about is abundance how to find abundance, how to keep abundance. And um, one thing it spoke of is to, like Ray said, know what success is for you. Um, And that, you know, while money is nice, we should always, you know, we need money to do certain things. We need money to be comfortable. 
Um, but money should not be the only thing that drives us in what we do. How do you guys feel about that? One hundred percent. Totally agree. Um, because is the money going to keep you warm at night? Maybe with that blanket, but <laughs> I mean, but you know, but but really, like it's it's just it's not the most important thing. Um, you know, there there are people in your life that that need you. Um, you know, for various reasons, there are you know, there are friends, there are family members, like they, they need you, they want you to be around, you know, and if the, if the money is the only thing that's, that's motivating you, the only thing that is, is making you happy, then I think it really kind of, I really think it maybe signals like, you know, just like a gap, a gap for you as a person. Like, and I don't, and I don't mean that to like sound wrong to people who are money motivated. Like that's, it's fine to be motivated by money, but it shouldn't be the only thing, uh, you know, it should be comfort, right? It should be uh, stability. It should get you, the money should get you the time off so that you have time to spend, you know, with your loved ones and to do the things that you enjoy, um, aside from, you know, just your job. Um, so I, I, I agree with that uh, sentiment 100%. Seth, you have anything to add? No, no, no. She hit it right on the head. Hit it right on the head. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. We have to find those things and, and understand. I think there are so many um, old age old age adages, cliches, if you will, we could throw in there. Money can't buy you love. Money can't buy you happiness. Money makes the world go round. But yeah, it's not, it's, it doesn't fulfill someone, I would say. So um, while we should always have that money in the back of our minds, don't make it the forefront. What is it that you're doing that can help the people around you, whether it's just your immediate family in the same household, you know, the extended family, the world, whoever, you know, your community, whoever you're trying to help, just um, whatever you're trying to do, just find that. And I will say, and, you know, always goes back to the music. Um, even with that, the most successful artists that I find, those that we say are classics or those that they live the music, they breathe the music. It wasn't just music for them. It was a way to express how they were feeling. It was a way to move the people, motivate the people. So we felt that passion within their music. And that's why they were successful. Um, it, it wasn't just, you know, how can I make a quick song to get a quick buck? This song is going to do something for someone when they hear it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. I, I love that book. And I will say, pick that up. Uh, the Why of Work. Don't remember the author. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm bad with names. <laughs> that, that actually um, just, it, it really, it brings up a, a, a big point, I think, which is that um, you should be finding your passion 
Um, like if you if you don't know what that is, or if you've just been, um, you know, actually I had a, a conversation with a friend the other day who said that he felt like he was just working all the time and that every day it was just, you know, one thing to the next thing to the next thing, day in, day out. And that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't pleasing. Like it wasn't, you know, what he wanted. And it's like, well, are you doing what you love? Like, do you know what you love to do, you know? Um, and if you don't know what that passion is, then I highly recommend that you find it. Um, and even if, you know, and I feel like sometimes that just, you know, it, it can be as simple as like just going back through your old, um, you know, your old books, like your, all, all of the scraps that your mom kept from your childhood, right? You can like look at all of those things. Like, hmm, I used to want to be an astronaut. I was really into science. Like, man, I used to build little robots. I used to, you know, and, and you can start to see a string through those little things that might point to a hint or a clue of, of what your passion might be. And, and I, I really suggest that you, you know, find that, dig it up and, and then kind of go from there. Like, like find the thing that sets you on fire and then like live and then breathe through that passion. Like you're absolutely right. It is the passion that, that, that really sets you apart from other people and really tends to um, kind of create those mega stars, like in whatever field they're in. So I would say, and it's, I have this in the book, uh, we talk about the acronym POP, okay? And I go on through how being in the military, I go to different locations and they call, let's say Coke, so many different things. They call it soda, some call it Coke or they call everything Coke, right? Or or fountain drink or whatever. Yeah. In Detroit, we call it POP, right? POP. But yeah, it's all POP. But the thing is, is within the book, the acronym POP stands for passion, opportunity, and purpose. So when you do finally allow yourself to operate in a space where you're passionate about something, then only then you will start to see those opportunities starting to line up for you but then when you walk and you take those opportunities because sometimes individuals see opportunities but they don't give themselves permission and they are afraid they don't want to become too quote-unquote big or they don't think they will be able to sustain whatever that is so they go away from that but if you walk and utilize that opportunities then you will see your purpose and you will see that Everything that you thought you wanted in life was always there. You just wasn't ready for it, right? Because you didn't walk in your passion to see these opportunities and actually own them and grasp them. So it, it's, a, it's, it's a process. It's like it's not rocket science, but it's a science to it, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely 100% agree with that. And, and sometimes, you know, with those opportunities, like you say, you have to realize that maybe sometimes there might be somebody who sees something that you don't yet see yourself and you just have to be open to all the possibilities of life because I think I made a Facebook post <laughs> the other day. We always have an idea of what we want and what we need, but sometimes, you know, the universe, you know, might just try to 
slide your left or right and say, hey, no, maybe you need to look at this path. This is the same path, but it's a different opportunity. This is where you need to be, not over here. So I think we definitely need to make ourselves open to that. Let me tell you how God did me, okay? Okay, let me tell you what God did to me. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying it like that, but you know, but but the Lord and I know what it is, okay? So listen, um, I have been playing around with this like gift of writing for like ever okay I literally had my first book done when I was 18 years old I still I still have not published that book to this day okay um but that's another story so every time that um that I'm just like oh well let me conform to society and like get some basic job and like just you know, just live some want, want lifestyle that I just don't love, you know, but let me just, you know, fall into line and do that stuff. Do you know every girl? Yes. Do you know every time, every time something will happen and it's just like, nope, go back to writing. Nope. Go back to writing. Nope. Go back to writing. And then do you know what happens every time I go back to writing? Oh, sell tons of books, get tons of bookings, do all of these, like, just as he was saying, everything will start to fall in line. And it is so ridiculous. And people on the outside, sometimes maybe they can't see it. And it's like, listen, that's fine. I see all of my blessings. Like, I know how real and how deep it is and how powerful it is when you start living and walking in, you know, your divine gift, honestly. Um, and, and some people might not like to call it that kind of thing or, sorry, that's how it feels for me, okay? Um, but it is yeah, no, definitely. real that you will get redirected and redirected and redirected until you're Over heart and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. There was one thing I learned um, and, and that was when you're, um, and I'm not religious in any way, but I think my mom told me this and she's big into the church, but um, she used to always say when you're, when there's something that you need to do, or there's something that you need to learn and you're not doing it, or you're not learning it, you're going to keep going through the same cycle over and over and over again. So you eventually get that bump on your head and then start moving in that direction and things get a little bit easier slowly, but surely over time. That's, that's for sure. Um, I've gotten into, um, lately being more intentional about things and just, um, letting my willpower persevere and not just not getting too much into my own head. Um, even with this podcasting, there have been days and I'm like, man, screw this. I don't want to do this. I'm tired. So one time I drove from San Diego back to Dallas. It was like a four hour drive and hop right on the show as soon as I walked in the door. But I, what motivates me and what keeps me moving is that what we talk about on this show, I know it has helped me. I am a living, breathing, walking, talking success story to say, yes, these people are not crazy. They, they, they meet this, this is real. Um, so I know, you know, we may not be big. We don't have millions of followers. We don't have a TV show. We don't have all these endorsements, but someone will hear it. It will resonate with someone and it will help change someone's life. So that's what keeps me going. I, I thought I wanted to be in healthcare, wanted to be a nurse, then a nurse practitioner so I could help people. So I could be there for people that didn't work. 
got into customer service and then I found out, okay, hey, I can be there for people and I can help people and not directly <laughs> involve myself. You know, I keep them over there and still be that source of motivation and that source of just, you can do it. So um, yeah, I forgot my end point and all that, but. <laughs> There you go. That's my spiel. Um, <laughs> so we are rounding that time. Does anybody have any final thoughts at all? Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. Did somebody call me? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. She asked for final thoughts. Yeah, I asked if you had any uh, any final thoughts. Oh, wow. Gosh, are we, are we out of time already? Yeah, I know, right? 52 minutes. Um, it goes fast. <laughs> um, so final thoughts. Um, find your passion. Uh, when you find your passion, don't let it go. Um, even when it looks like you, even when, even when it looks like things aren't working out, be consistent because it's, it, it really is the moment that you think you're about to give up when shit starts working out. Um, so if you can press through, I, I really think that you'll be able to, um, to, to find your version of success. Um, and, um, and I wish you luck in whatever that might be. All right, um, I would like to say thanks again. Thanks again for uh, having me on. This has been uh, a great opportunity and fun as well. So for everyone that's watching right now, I would say make sure that your goals are smart, like we talked about earlier today. And if you do have a team, make sure everybody is rowing in your direction and analyze those people that are there. The ones that need to go overboard, do that, okay? And other than that, um, make sure that you are operating in your true passion and not someone else's because the fruit that you bear will be connected to the root that you have, all right? So if your intentions are pure, you're gonna see what your fruit is about. So reach out if you have any questions, I can, uh, you can find me on uh, the Lion's Den with Seth podcast. That's every major podcast platform and uh, live on Facebook at uh, six o'clock Sundays, Central Standard Time. And uh, you can, um, if not, if you want to see me on Roku and Amazon Fire and all the other content creators, Lions Pride Network, just go and download that. You have a great time. And thanks again. Yeah, you're more than welcome. And it's definitely been fun. And I want to thank our guests, Poet Ramone and Seth, for uh, coming on and speaking with us today. And my final thought, what kind of piggyback off what Seth said, <laughs> those S's, <laughs> and um, definitely define success for yourself. Find your passion and do what you need to do to gain success. Don't worry about society. Don't worry about the stereotypes, what people may say, how people may feel. What do you feel? What do you want? And go after that. And as Ray said earlier, make sure that you are just, you know, making a plan. If you want to do something, research it and then go backwards, make those steps one by one and hey, make a list. I'm big on vision boards, things like that. So 
put it somewhere that you can see and just make that check mark, make that X every time you achieve that goal that you have on your list. Yo, I got some. Believe in yourself or nobody else will. Use your head and not your, use your brain and not your head. You'll go further. This is my final thoughts. Yeah, I definitely do agree. Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining us here for Awkward Menage Podcast. I'm going to go ahead and play a song. Um, again, we don't own the rights to the music, but this is Kanye West. You can't tell me nothing. And ah, when things don't work out for you, that's why it's awkward menage. It's always something. <laughs> it just don't want to go the way I want it to go. All right, here we go. We're going to try this again. Kanye West can't tell me nothing. Peace.